Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, whatever time it is that you inky savages are joining me for episode number 119 of the Penboy Roy Pentertainment Podcast. I'm really excited that we're here at 119. I never really thought we would get this far, and I owe it all to everybody listening and all the support that I'm getting from you guys. This week's episode is like a high school reunion of pens you've forgotten for decades. Do you have a deeper appreciation for pens you've like stashed away? Or do you let them just go or sell them like the odd oink does? Do you regret letting any pens go? Are there ones that got away? Let us know at pentertainmentpodcast at gmail.com and I swear we'll dip into that mail sack on the next week's episode. Now, sponsorship time. If you'd like to shop for a new pen or try to get Tom fired, head over to our retail sponsor, Goldspot Pens, and make sure to use the link in the description. It is my affiliate code. Every purchase made at Goldspot, goldspot.com with my affiliate code sincerely helps the pen boy and the multi-dozen dollar empire that is the Pentertainment Studios. And use coupon code ROY to get an additional 10% off throughout the Goldspot Pen store with some exclusions applying. And also be sure to put hashtag FireTom in the order comments and you might get a special Pentertainment Podcast sticker with your order. Now, let's talk about our friends at Luxury Brands USA, distributors of the Platinum Japan brand. We know that everyone is looking for luxury-level fountain pens for less, right? It only makes sense. The Platinum Procyon Luster is one you should take a closer look at. It has a matte aluminum body, aluminum body with chrome trims and Platinum's patented slip-and-seal cap mechanism to keep the steel nib fresh with ink. It can also sip shallow pools of ink thanks to its unique feed ink feed design. The Procyon is a substantial pen without the premium price. Lastly, BRLCoffeeCo.com stands for Beans Rhymes Life Coffee Company. BRLCoffeeCo.com. Please check them out. And also make sure to use coupon code ROY to get an additional 10% off throughout the entire BRLCoffeeCo.com store. No exclusions apply. Everything there is up for grabs in terms of the coupon code ROY discount. Again, brlcoffeeco.com. Everybody's texting me because I'm so popular. Anyway, this summer is coming, and you're going to need some T-shirts, right, to wear with your beach bod. Make sure you pick up a Penboy Roy Pentertainment. I'm sorry, it's not called that. Make sure you pick up a Penboy Roy Fountain Pen Review Channel T-shirt at the Ink Journal website located in the description of the show notes. So... That's all we have for sponsorships. Thanks for listening. Now, before we get started with this week's episode, I want to give you guys a quick disclaimer. This podcast is not scripted and therefore will contain potty mouth words, both from Tom and I. This time for real, both from Tom and I. Anyway, be forewarned, you have been warned. Now, on to the podcast. The Pet Boy Roy Entertainment Podcast. Stage 7. And Inky. All right, so I've just been making TikTok videos all day long and studying. I went to the gym. So nothing's been doing with me. Anything going on with you? Anything cool to report? Anything cool to report? I didn't know you were going to turn it on me so quickly here in the beginning of this episode. Well, all right. You kind of go 
All right, so I, I, I knew that I you wasn't, didn't. I wasn't prepared. Right. I mean, I knew you didn't have anything cool to talk about. So No, gonna... I have nothing cool to talk about. <laughs> I just got over the, the, the bosses are back now, so people could fire me again if they want to. That's right. That's right. I love that you sent me the oh, – but, but quick, let me – real quick. We're going to talk about that because I did want to talk about that. I don't understand mm-hmm. how this TikTok algorithm works because I, okay. went, I went from like 400 followers to 600-plus followers today okay. alone. And it all happened because I just felt like it would be funny to post a video on my TikTok about the Apple Pencil that they right. call the tip the nib. And I was just like, that's not a nib. And I bring a fountain pen nib into the picture. Like it's right. a nib, you know, from the Crocodile yeah. Dundee thing. <laughs> that just like in like 10 seconds got 2,000 views. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? Why does it do that? Mm-hmm. And then I yesterday I posted a new, the Newark Conductor by Edison Pens. Mm-hmm. Right. That got 260. And then like 20 seconds before that, I posted the Montegrappa Mia 450. And that got 6,900 mm-hmm. views. Like what controls this, the way this works and stuff? You know what I mean? It's, uh, it is very much hit or miss with TikTok. Mm-hmm. It's very, it's, it's very strange how it works. Oh, by the way, I think you have a, you might have a, a bogus account uh that is that made an account like using your logo if you don't if you're not aware of it on tiktok yes there's a there's a penboy roy 4 really let me look that, that has up. your same logo on it it has it has the fist logo it doesn't have you like the real penboy roy is just penboy roy and it's got you wearing the penboy roy shirt really? but i just looked up penboy roy and there's another account that has penboy roy 4 on there has zero followers Oh, that's weird. Using your using your logo. Hmm. This, what do I this do just in. Uh, flag the shit out of it. That's what you do. All right, just report it. Report that account. Let me see. Uh, pretending to be someone. Me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Obviously. Um, I'm sorry to I'm sorry to divert your attention on that because you just you did ask me a very important question about. Um, tiktok views and whatnot and i see you got the montegrappa mia pen has gotten seven thousand yeah views on it which that's, is pretty cool dude that's crazy uh like i'm i'm yeah. like the fact that there's a penboy roy 4 that someone is that someone <laughs> created and used my logo mm-hmm. you know what i mean i'm gonna report it again report account well we could we could use the the collective wisdom of our awesome audience to help with that fact if they are on tiktok and they see yeah penboy roy 4 which is obviously a fake account because the real penboy roy does not need to enumerate himself yeah with extra numbers attached to his username exactly. he is the original penboy roy there is no one else on tiktok that dare have that username it I... is just penboy roy no numbers that's the real deal right yeah here. i think i also have like several Twitter accounts too, like Penboy Roy, Penboy Roy One, because I keep forgetting the password for the first one and stuff like that. Wait, wait, wait. So are you saying that this might be you accidentally trying to log in as yourself, but you just create a new account? That's a possibility. I don't think it is though. <laughs> I, I mean, why would I choose four? I, I just wouldn't choose. I don't four. know. So I you don't. You could have just logged in and been like, I guess it's four. I guess this is a password instead of like saying log in you just were like create account <laughs> yeah i'm pretty sure that's not me but 
it's I'm almost certain it's not me. But what I'm really what's really going through my head is that's how you know you made it when somebody actually pretends to be you, right? Mm-hmm. Dude. Yeah. I'm famous. Somebody's pretending yeah, to be absolutely, me. Yeah, absolutely, man. Yeah. They're trying to get all that all that sponsorship sweet cheddar. They're trying to steal it and siphon it away from you. Yeah. When did uh, cheddar When did the cheddar become the synonym for like money? Well, did you know that instead of the gold standard it used to be the cheddar standard? So every dollar there was a piece of cheese tied to it in value. No, but why why cheddar cheese? Why not like I'm just kidding. I don't know, monster cheese. Oh, you almost had me there. <laughs> it's Swiss because of all the the Swiss bank accounts that you could deposit money into. They should have know. said Swiss cheese then instead of cheddar. Yeah. But why cheddar? I think somebody I needs to. Hey, but anyway, going back. Listen, anybody, please go on to TikTok if you have a TikTok account and report Penboy Roy four. I'm pretty sure that's not me because Penboy Roy has like seven a whole whopping 700 followers and whatnot well the real the real pen boy has got 621 and i'm just looking through your 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 various videos here um yeah usually you get like a view count that's in the hundreds like you know anywhere from let's say four to 800 some of them top out thousand two thousand but yeah this monte grappa mia video you did couple days ago it's got seven thousand and then you got the yeah it, it just it just really some of the it, it, it's it, there's a lot of things that i probably cannot you know i can't wrap my mind around when it comes to like figuring out the the tricks behind tiktok but mm-hmm. I, I just say just keep plugging away at it because something eventually catches i had no idea when i got the when i bought the cult pens advent calendar set yeah i was just like you know what just for fun I wanted to buy the set because I thought it looked cool. And I'm like, you know what? This would make for fun content to do unboxings of each of them. And all of a sudden, the first the first couple of days, one of them hit a million views. Get out of like, here, like really? Day one. Yeah, day, day one was like a million views. Holy shit. What happened was... Well, I was at the same time, and I and this is how I went down the rabbit hole of figuring out like, well, why did so many? Why were so many people interested in this? Well, not only the fact that advent calendars are a thing in the pen realm, like there's with the Diamine Inkvent calendar and this Colt Pens calendar, but it's also a thing in, let's say, the fashion, beauty, makeup realm, mm-hmm. of which there is a particularly notable uh, advent calendar that got viral, which was the one was for Chanel. Chanel made an advent calendar and somebody had done an unboxing on like December 1st and showed all of the contents in it. Spoiler alert, a lot of the stuff in there was really cheap. Like there was like one day was like stickers and like this advent calendar from Chanel cost like $700. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people were like, what the fuck? Like, right. holy shit. Like you, like you, you, you charge that much money. And it's like, so what happened was I think that, People started then going down the rabbit hole of like Advent TikTok, like you know, you know, like there's cleaning TikTok and like there's like a whole bunch of other like sub areas of TikTok you get into. Like I, I look at a lot of stuff that's like that's like artistic or like people playing music and stuff like rock and guitar playing or whatever. Mm-hmm. So there's like there's like all a bunch of niches of TikTok and apparently my videos when I started to do the Advent calendar kind of cross pollinated with that viral video going crazy for Chanel. And then that's how a lot of people ended up seeing my video for the cult pens advent calendar was that they were looking at this Chanel 
viral video and then was like, oh, well, this is an advent calendar. TikTok serves them another advent cal- hashtag advent calendar post of which I of which I did. So gotcha. That's what. Yeah. So that's why I think it it kind of sometimes it catches in that form where it's like if you happen to be talking about something that is currently a hot topic, like let's say the Johnny Depp trial that's going on now, if you were to like, you know, post something in regards, even if it was something like throw just a hashtag in there, maybe you might get people that were, you know, looking at that and going down that rabbit hole. Mm, I see. Wow. Thanks for that thorough explanation. Excellent explanation. Try to try to get it. But I mean, Apple Pencil, I mean, it's it's Apple. Apple's like it's just like if you post something with Lamy or Twisby, that tends to get a lot of views to regardless of wherever you post. it. Yeah, I did. And I think Apple's the same way, too. It's like yeah, but I didn't a certain hashtag anything Apple. I only hashtag fountain pen stuff because I didn't want to yeah. get like a whole bunch of traffic from people looking for Apple pencil stuff and see my stuff because it's not relevant to what they are trying to see and stuff. So mm-hmm. I just hashtag like fountain pen, sta- standard stuff, fountain pen stuff. Okay. You know what I'm saying? So I don't understand. Yeah. Like I'm also on my IG right now. I'm looking at the coffee pen that I posted yesterday and the Montegrappa Mia 450 I posted yesterday. Those got over a thousand views. Oh, my! the little orange cat that I was feeding in Puerto Rico, that little cute baby, that's mm-hmm. almost at 8,000 views. <laughs> nice. Cute kitty. But I was actually thinking about something I wanted to talk about. I posted a picture on IG the other day. I think I think it was three days ago, maybe. Okay. And it's a picture of six pens on a blue notebook. And these are all pens that I've had in my possession. Well, actually, not all of them. Most of them are pens that I had in my possession for quite some time, but forgot about them. Okay. And I know that you cycle through pens and you kind of just hold on to like a handful that you really, really, really like and stuff like that. Yeah, my, my thing is that I'm like the, the, the no pen left behind. I do I don't uh I, I don't put pens off in the corner and forget about them for a while. Like they have to be like front of mind for me. Right. But I wanted to talk to you about that. And I'm not okay. trying to change your mind or say the way you do things is wrong. But okay. I want to But you're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. I, I want to kind of give you a different perspective that maybe you can consider in the future. Okay. Okay. And that perspective is this. What I found was so I pulled out my Conklin Classic. It was a Goulet exclusive ebonite pen. I mm-hmm. pulled out. It's that orange and black swirly looking one. Yeah, it's more brownish, more so than orange. Okay. And I really enjoyed that pen when I first got it. I really loved it. I don't know what about it I loved so much. I think it's just the swirl of the ebonite. I think it also had something to do with the fact that. All my experience with ebonite prior to this pen was Noodler's pen. So this is like the first ebonite pen that I had that didn't smell like a wet butthole. So that could have been it. But I really enjoyed that pen for some Mm -hmm. reason. I also, at that time, my acrylic pens and the pens that I had were mostly Conklin's. And I really enjoy the brand Conklin. And the ebonite was new to me. I also have the middle pen, the green pen is the Pelican M600 Vibrant Green. Yeah, that's a and, hot one. Yeah, I really loved that pen, and that's been sitting around for some time. I've had that for the better part of four years. I remember that pen. I wanted it so much that I actually said to my wife, hey, I want to get this pen. It's 450 bucks. 
And I remember I ordered it at Gold Spot. I bought it off of Dawn. Remember Dawn? Mm-hmm. And this is, of course, you remember her, but this was before I started my channel. <laughs> I only worked with her for like many years. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> and then at the bottom, you see that Tachia pen. I think that's the Spectrum. The Spectrum. Yeah. yeah. So they've updated the Spectrum since I've had this Spectrum. This Spectrum has an inner cap, but it's not spring loaded. Tatcha has okay. since updated it, I think, a couple of years ago. And it's almost like the Platinum 3776 slip and seal cap. But I'm okay. talking about this because what I've discovered was when I have pens sitting aside for a long period of time and kind of forget about them, but then go back and I pull them back out, it's almost super nostalgic. And it's a great and fun experience re-falling in love with pens that you had put aside. You know what I'm saying? And a lot of times that will happen for me. And it did with the Conklin Classic. It did with the Pelican M600 Vibrant Green and the Tatcha Spectrum. So my, I guess, perspective that I'm trying to impart on you is maybe hold on to them. Because, yeah, you put them aside and forget about them. Or you sell them and you forget about them. But you're cheating yourself of the experience of bringing them back out. And where you are in your fountain pen journey when you put them away or when you sold them can be very different than where you are when you pull them out again maybe a year or two years later. And the experience could be totally different. It could be like, wow, there's so much about this pen. I mean, it's I, I just didn't appreciate and enjoy as much before, but now having had more experience and knowing more about fountain pens than I did before, there's so much about this pen that I didn't see that I see now. You know what I'm saying? And Mm -hmm. I feel like that's such a fun and interesting and positive experience. I don't know. I feel like you're missing out on that if you're just getting rid of stuff and never seeing it again, right? So like Mm – I know that you like to have a rotation, no pen gets left behind, but maybe that group of pen, that batch of pens can go into a corner for a year or something like that, and then you come back to it later, and then I feel like you can develop a new relationship with that pen, and it reminds me of high school friends, right? Okay. Like you graduate from high school you don't see him for 20 years or you grammar school you graduate from grammar school (laughs) you don't see him for 20 years and then you go to a reunion your relationship and your experience with that person is way different now right back when you were in grammar school it's just like you beat each other up and you made fun of each other's hair and all kinds of shit right like Mm -hmm. i think one of the biggest ones is while your buddy's taking a piss at the urinal you just yank his pants down Right, he can't do anything until he's done pissing in the urinal. Right, he's standing there bare ass with his, you know, digging. We his had hands. we had two different experiences while growing up. I know this much for sure. Oh, okay. So you didn't, <laughs> or you never like while someone's peeing in a urinal, you never just kick him in the butt as hard as you can. So he like, <laughs> so he like slams his dick inside the inside of the urinal and pisses all over himself. You never did that. Wow. Wow. No. Oh, <laughs> not at all. Oh well, I I, I never did that either. So that was just a hypothetical. But uh, but I I really don't even know where to start. I, I the 
with 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 my comment because I mean I could go the whole route with the whole high school reunion thing, or I could go to the whole like hiding the pens off and and uh, and revisiting them in a while. Because well, I feel like I, I need to talk about your reaction <laughs> when I mentioned the high school reunion and thing. Like you cringed and shook your head uh, as if I no, said, "Hey, like, let's... most of the people, most of the people I went with high school with, I don't want to see. Like I just I have no interest in it. Like I." I, I get the whole reunion thing and I just would not I would not go to it. Why? I, I, I have I have friends that I I've known since grade school, I've known since like I was really young, and I have had friends I known since high school and college, but I, I keep up with them if I felt that their relationship was worthwhile keeping up with and the people that I didn't, I was just like, all right, if I see you, I see you. You know, it's I, I just you know, like, I, I don't feel also, too, is that when I get together with them, it ends up being like, you know, you get nostalgic about the past. So you start talking about the various things that you've gone through in the past. Like, it's not necessarily like what you do now or like what you've done in the time being. But it's like, oh, you remember that one teacher that we did this thing to and blah, blah, blah. It's just like you just start going over all the stuff and you just start comparing notes as to what you all remember. I just feel like that's usually where my conversations go with a lot of the people that I knew from high school or college. So mm. I, I actually, I went to a grammar school reunion, I think with my buddy, Mike, two, two mics, actually one of which is just recently passed a couple of weeks ago, which why I brought it up, but we went to the high the grammar school reunion it was like so many, it was like, we, we did this like, what, 15 years ago, but I think our conversation wasn't like that at all. I, I think we just talked yeah. about our English teacher, Miss Diffley. I don't know if she, she's never going to hear this, but I just remember <laughs> she was so smoking hot and it was super distracting. And I think we went to this reunion <laughs> and we were like, oh, I hope we see Miss Diffley, but she wasn't there. Mm. Yeah. But that's what I mean is that, is that it's like, your 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 kind of like your analogy of saying that taking the pens out is like you, you kind of get like this new appreciation for them but like then saying it's like oh it's like the high school reunion it's like in like 20 years and then you revisit with these people and then you have like a new it's just i just feel like that that experience doesn't quite match the same way because like when you kind of you start to ruminate over the past and start to like get nostalgic and just start talking about the various like teachers and stuff that you went and mm -hmm. so you start end up like kind of just mulling that part over instead of really saying it's like oh you know this is what i really appreciate you about you now whereas like whereas like where you get your pens out and you're like oh man i i kind of i miss this awesome gold nib that you know i've been keeping away for a while right right okay maybe maybe my example just wasn't good because i had miss diffley on the brain Right. <laughs> <laughs> but the other thing, too, is that is that as a parent, um, I've had this discussion with other parents of young children and we all agree that it would be an amazing idea, although probably not the most kosher thing to do. But like especially for kids that just have way too much and just get spoiled is just because of the fact, especially when they're young and they forget about things very quickly, is just. All the stuff that they've just kind of put in a corner somewhere, all the all the toys and things that they were fond with with like for five seconds and now it's completely forgotten. Mm -hmm. Just put it away and, and put it in a closet somewhere and then wrap it. 
And then when it comes time for their birthday or at Christmas, just give it back to them. And this, <laughs> because then because then they'll be like, oh, look. So that's what that's what you telling me this. That's, this is what reminds me of. It's just like it's just like the child be like, oh, look, look at this. It's like, yeah, you don't remember that you had that. It's like, uh, you no, don't, you're I don't. Not, you're the one with kids, but you're not the you're not giving kids enough credit. You want to see a disappointed look on a kid's face? Yeah, just re-gift shit they already have and give it back to them. <laughs> well, that's why I don't think any of us have the uh, the guts to really pull that scam off. Is because we're just, there's always that idea that what if they do? They they must remember it somehow. Like there must be some of memory they're gonna of this remember item. It. Not only are they going to remember the item that you regifted to them that was already in their possession, they're going to remember that you regifted them that item for the rest of their lives. That's going to be the yeah, and that's going to that and that feeling that comes with it is going to be what they remember you for. And yeah, that's the reason why you'll be put in an old person's home instead of you know any sort of dignity in your life, dude. You not <laughs> not just that for sure. That sh- that's going to be written into your eulogy. My dad was a great guy, <laughs> but there was that one time. There was that one time, you know? Yeah. So, but going back, I want to know what everybody listening thinks, right? Like, so what do you think? Do you think it's good to hold on to pens, a whole bunch of them that you like and put them away? I mean, it's different if you don't like them. You don't like them, get rid of them, fine. But you like something and then maybe something else came along and you like that better. So you put the first one away, forgot about it. Do you sell them off or do you keep them? I'm wondering because I feel like it's two different ways of thinking. And of course, maybe there's three because maybe some people are a mix of of the two. Maybe they sell some, keep some. Have you, Tom, ever had a pen that you sold, got rid of, thinking you weren't going to want it? And then like three years later, you're like, fuck, I really wish I had that pen. Is there anything that you wish you didn't sell that you did sell? I can't honestly say that. And, and, you know, I do get reminded of it every once in a while because I take a lot of pictures of pens. So they do appear on my Echo Show, you know, like how you could set your your Echo Show with uh, to like do a slideshow of all the pictures on your Amazon cloud account. So like I have all of the uploaded pictures kind of get shown and it's like this day of so kids pop up most of the time and then you'd have pens occasionally so i'll see pens that i've long since departed with and i look at them like oh i remember when i had the that visconti van gogh or like when i had that the, the omas ogiva uh like the i remember one of them was a Levenger. I had a Levenger. Uh, it was like a blue demonstrator. Mm-hmm. And I really liked the look of it and everything, but the thing really didn't write that well. And, but this was the best, this was the best, this was the thing that really got me started on the whole, I think the whole like kind of limiting the pen realm for me, like my pen lineup was because when I went to go look, it's, it's like, oh, well, if I got rid of it, like how much can I get for it? So I had bought it on like 50% off. It was like a, this super discount whatever leverager but it was a it was a um an item that was discontinued so by the time that i was kind of done with it it was already being sold on ebay for like a lot more than i bought it for Mm -hmm. so i was like i was like oh well this has got my wheels turned i'm like i'm like okay well i don't necessarily then need to hold on to it i could just then liquidate my share in this Mm -hmm. and then be able to use that then to kind of escalate the 
the the pen lineup as you will Mm -hmm. so then to kind of go in and look for something then that would be twice as much as that levenger true writer was so that's that's where it kind of i kind of got the idea is like oh well if i'm gonna buy a pen and it's gonna be like let's say a lamy 2000 might as well get the limited edition version of it because then once it's out of stock and it's not consistently available then i could probably if i needed to at a certain point or if i wanted to then i could probably get way more than what i initially put into it or either that or just cash out of it like where i get what i put into it and just be able to move on from there Mm. so you don't regret getting rid of any pens no not even the the kumpo because i just felt like at the time the kumpo was just i mean it's it the it's a platinum 3776 century i mean i it's a it's a nice looking design but they're gonna keep making various different cool like uh, you know plastic pens you know it's made out of nicely cut resin but like at the same time i was like what people were wanting for that pen i was just like i'm kind of i felt like stupid not selling it i was like i was like it's just you know especially since it really didn't mean as much to me i felt as it did what you know like the price tag for it so Mm. i was like all right i could deal without it you know because there's other things on my list that i really want to try and i don't want to hold on to things that just don't do it for me as much anymore yeah i see I'm just wondering like, how you would feel about, like, the Kumpo, as you like to call it. I like to call it the Kumpu. How would you feel about it three years from now if you still had it but forgot about it? And then you pull it out of your drawer. Would you, mm-hmm. you know, it's just almost like a rekindling of a relationship type of thing. But you I've spent I mean? so much time with that pen that I'm just kind of like, I'm, I'm, I'm good. You know, mm-hmm. it's like I, I know I know exactly because I've I've written with it so much that like I know how it feels like I know how like I, like I know the feeling of it. I still have that memory, that that muscle memory about it. Mm-hmm. And and I know it so intimately well. And I'm just like I'm just like, ah, it's OK. You know, yeah. it wasn't it just wasn't worth it to me as much as like what the market thought it was worth. And I was just like, you know what, if you guys want it for that much, I'm more than willing to because I have my sights set on. Eventually, I want to get one of my pens done by Bokumundo, like the with the rod and everything. So I wanted that's like I'm next on my list. So oh, I will end yeah. up sending one of my pens away to Japan for for Bokumundo to like do the whole rotten thing to it so mm-hmm. like that's you know so I, I want to be able to you know finance doing various other fun and expensive pen activities by like offloading the stuff that is not really hitting it for me anymore yeah hey I want to talk to you about ask you a question and by answering it might get you fired like legitimately awesome yeah did you ever quote unquote borrow a fountain pen from work and then, quote unquote, forget to return it. No, mm. no, I'm very, I'm very anal retentive when it comes to like the checking in, checking out thing. Yeah. We actually had, we actually had one of the employees uh, a while back was actually called the pen police mm-hmm. because because what would happen is like people would let's say take a pen and from the inventory and like put it on their desk for whatever reason was like putting on a hold for a customer or like was checking it out to measure the dimensions or whatever so if you were caught with this particular pen on your desk then you were going to get in trouble Mm -hmm. because there was just because then somebody was looking for it for an order which happens sometimes it's like it's like somebody's ordering and you have it on your desk because oh it was on hold for somebody or you know whatever reason 
And it's like, oh, well, you were holding up an order because you had it on your desk and it wasn't in the sock room. So, mm-hmm. like, we actually we're very we're very I'm I'm particularly myself. I'm very anal retentive when it comes to, like, where the pens are. It's like I never forget not to, you know, not to check anything back in. So this is I, probably take it for whatever reason. That's probably why I will never I'll never be able to be employed by gold spot pens, <laughs> right? Because I'm going to have like all these pens and I'm going to accidentally steal them. I'm telling you right off the bat, like I'll be like, hey, I'm just going to borrow this pen, right? This like Machie Arushi pen. And then I'll be at home and then I'll forget that I borrowed it and think that it's mine because I have so many. And then it's like, it, yeah, sure. <laughs> I have this. I have emperor pens all over the place. <laughs> yeah. So I was just wondering, did you ever, did you ever like, like borrow a pen and forget to return it or no that just never happened no mm. no it just never happened mm. that, nope that will probably happen to me all the time if i worked at gold spot which is probably why i'm telling you right now in advance if i'm ever like hey tom i quit my job can i get a job at gold spot your answer to me has to be go fuck off it has to be <laughs> for the sake of of gold we need spot. to keep the cameras on this one <laughs> <laughs> right yeah yeah definitely like one of the other pens that i i mean but going back i want everybody to write in their experience have you ever put a pen away for a very long time and then pulled it out years later and re-fell in love with it or pulled it out and said to yourself man this is junk what did i keep this around for i want to know i want to hear everybody's experiences because for me i found it very interesting rekindling my fondness for the Conklin Classic, the Goulet Exclusive, and the Tachia Spectrum. Totally, just really. Also recently too, I think a couple episodes ago, I talked about Conklin and stuff like that, just because I haven't used my Conklin Durographs and my All-Americans for a really long time. Mm -hmm. And the Yellowstone in particular was something that I was like, I remember looking at that pen online, the Yellowstone, and thinking, what a hideous like combination of swirling colors, brown, white, and yellow. Like, why mm-hmm. would this be why would anybody want this? And then I got it and I was like, wow, I, something very amusing about it. I really like it. Right. And I put it away for a really long time and I pulled it out and I'm like, I can't believe I have not been using this for such a long time. And another one is also I love the Monteverde Ascenza. I know you're a big fan of that one. Big fan of that one. Always have been. Yeah. I haven't used it in such a long time. And now that I pulled it back out, I'm like, why the fuck have I not been using this for such a long time? It doesn't, it doesn't make sense to me. Let me tell you, out of the lineup that you have there on your Instagram shot with yeah. the, can you name the pens on your, de- you, the vibrant green is the one that stands out to me, not because the vibrant green, but because I feel like I have a little bit of FOMO. Not that it's fear of me. I did miss out on the M800 in the the vibrant blue. That one was was killer. Oh man, and, that vibrant and, blue! And you know, I had seen that one for a while, had my eye on it, and it was. I think even like towards the end, there was like a really nice like closeout price that they had on that thing. Mm-hmm. And I just, I just said at at that time in my pen journey, I was not swinging. I was not swinging that high, you know, I was not, I was not in that realm just yet at that time that the pen was available and just said, no, but like, then I keep seeing whenever I do see it, I'm just like, 
Yeah, that's one of them that got away from me. I feel yeah, that's, man. Yeah. I totally hear you. I totally hear you on that one because I remember, I remember, I was having a conversation with Dawn on the phone. I said to her on the phone, "I've been buying too many pens. Don't let me call up and order any more pens <laughs> unless it's to order the M800 Vibrant Blue." Mm-hmm. And I was just thinking to my because at that time, what was it, eight hundred dollars at the time? I was well, saying eight. I'm I'm finding it for eight fifty now. I mean, I think from, that's uh, pretty much what it costs. I mean, yeah, that's yeah. about that's about what it is. What's what sucks is we haven't talked, we haven't spoken to our buddy over at Chart Pack, but Mr. Gary, yeah, Gary, he hasn't gotten back to us. You know, he's ghosting me now because he hasn't made any progress, I think, on the whole price gouging and price differences and stuff like that, you know? Mm. So so he's totally ducking me on that. Oh, yeah. Back in 2016, I did I did actually write a review for this pen. Which pen? The Vibrant Blue. How did you write the a review Vibrant if Blue. you didn't have the pen? No, well, we had it We had it in Gold Spot. So th- there's a Gold Spot review for, oh, oh, this, okay. for this pen. So. Mm-hmm. And I remember very being very fond of it, and just I, not at the time was like it was like uh, it's too at that eight fifty retail it was like still like seven hundred bucks with it with a discount. I was just like it's still too rich for my blood. Mm-hmm. And I just said you know not doing it. Kind of regretting it now. Mm. I mean that's why I'm I'm always looking at, and I really love I love that tortoise shell black, but it's in a six it's a six oh five. So. I, I think I need an 800. I need an 800 or an 805 because if I'm going to get a Pelican and spend the money, I want the 18 karat gold nib and I want the bigger, the brass piston mechanism. I want the the full experience. So yeah. an 800, 805 is on my list for sure, mm-hmm. but it has to, it really has to blow my balls off. Right. Okay. Sure. I totally understand. I'm in the same camp. Is that I need my balls <laughs> blown off, same. right? I need I need my balls blown off by an M800 in order for me to dive into it because, I mean, I have an M1000, and I feel like I have the M1000 because simply because it's an M1000. Everybody has to have an M1000 because it's like I'm not happy with the cost of it because like. In the U.S., it's, it's like it's way too expensive. Yeah, it's like they need your firstborn and six hundred bucks or eight hundred bucks, they whatever need to it is. Take it, you need to take out like money out of your mortgage, and right? Stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. But in like Europe, it's like twenty bucks. It's like ridiculous, man. <laughs> it's it really is. Come on, I, they had they got to do something about that. You're exaggerating, though. It's not twenty dollars. You Europe. know what? You know Come what? I'm, on. You know what I'm talking about? I know. This is it's but it's exaggerating. Yeah, I'm exaggerating. I'm seriously exaggerating because that's how annoying the whole price differences are with the prices in what you call it Europe versus the US. It's like a three hundred dollar difference. Mm-hmm. Well when you're getting up that high, yeah, it could be quite substantial. So Yeah, definitely. I mean, it's just it's just too much. But so yeah, like I, I hang on to a lot of pens. I've given away a lot of pens too. And the problem is I'm not like you. I don't do the whole I keep track of everything that I have. No, really. So what ends up happening is I forgot what I had. So what I did give away, I don't know if I I 
I would have missed it or not because I don't remember what they were. You know what uh, I mean? Yeah. So, hmm. Well, I mean, but that's what's cool about having an Instagram or a TikTok is that you recorded this very diligently in picture form so that you could then look back on it and be like, oh, I remember that one. Mm. Oh, that was cool. That was when I had this one. So that's why I, I kind of feel that that's like where I'm at, where I see a lot of the pens that I had, let's say, let go of many years ago when I started Instagram. I think it was in 2012 or 20. It was, it was like really early on. And I was just like, I'm like looking back. I'm like, wow, I just, my my pen tastes have, have changed quite significantly since I started this. And, you know, I've gotten into whole other cachet of pens mm-hmm. that uh you know that i wouldn't have imagined myself into getting into in the first place but yeah it's, it's pretty cool to see that evolution take place yeah it is kind of cool hey so i was actually scrolling through my instagram to look at some pens and stuff like that right and i have mm-hmm. this one post from september 26 of 2018 it's actually a picture of your omas ojiva the blue one and you okay. wrote with your fantastic handwriting, Roy and Tom, right? So I took that picture and I wrote on the Instagram page, who would like to see a regular YouTube series called the Tomboy Roy Pen Rant, where Tom Otto <laughs> of Goldspot and Ink Journal and I rant about pens. Hey, you had to go really far back for that. Yeah. I'm, I'm just scrolling just to try to catch up with you and I'm like, I'm not seeing anything. It's because it's going to be a while, yeah. I guess, before I get to that post. Yeah, yeah. So, but that was before the podcast. So, oh, that was like, way now, before the podcast. Now, now this is like now this is our rants. These are our, this is the the tomboy Roy or whatever you just said. <laughs> this is the rants that we're just talking about. Oh, I found another pen that I wish I still had that I don't have anymore. Mm-hmm. It was the Conklin Nozak. It was like uh, I think a hexagonal is that six sides or eight sides i can't remember yeah well no that would be octagonal if it was eight side but mm. i don't i forget what, what how many sides that was yeah had. i can't remember but it was really nice italian acrylic it, how, do you remember how much that one was i think it i think it went for at least 200 retail i don't know I if it was, it was that much retail, maybe are you sure i don't know if it was that much i think so look it up yeah i'm pretty sure it wasn't that much but it was a really nice pen they only had two colors do you remember do you know what i'm talking about Yeah, it was like a red and a blue uh, and a blue oh like 165 i think yeah that's not that that wasn't bad considering that pen was made in italy it was they used italian acrylic as and a piston fill. well, it, it's a piston filler, but you know what it was? Or a cap- captured con- converter. Yeah, explain to everybody yeah. what a capture converter is. So, like when when a converter crosses enemy lines, it, <laughs> you can capture it. <laughs> har 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 har. And then tie it up and make it do things for you. Um, no, it's just basically like you're you're activating a uh, like a schmidt style converter with like a piston knob but you're just kind of doing it just activating it by using a a knob that's on the back of the that's the blind cap of the pen yeah so basically it's not really like an internal piston mechanism it's just you're operating converter kind of inside the pen yeah so it's basically just a converter that's with a pen built around it so it's not actually a piston filler it's just oh here's another pen that i wish i had 
the Montegrappa Montegrappa. <laughs> the pen so nice they named it twice. Yeah, the pen so nice they named it twice. I don't know what happened to mine. I think I sent it to you to get it fixed, and I never got it back. Do you vaguely remember that? No way. No. No, I thought we I thought we had sent because that was a long, long time ago. I thought we had sent like something to replace it. No. Uh, I don't think so. I think you owe me a pen. And even if I do remember, no, I'm still gonna be like, Yeah, you didn't there's get a, back to there's me. There's a statute there's a statute of limitations on that. <laughs> All right. Well, one this of the is pens, well beyond the, the thirty day policy right now. Yeah. Another pen that I really miss was I can't remember the name of this one. I think it was the Arco, the Paniter Arco, where they took this brown resin, that brown acrylic, and they made it into something that looks celluloidish, right? Mm-hmm. And I can't remember what I was thinking. Why on earth did I get rid of that one? I can't remember. I liked it so much. And then every Paniter after that was kind of a disappointment. I have to say that you did inspire me with the giving away thing mm-hmm. that um, that was one of the reason why I given away one of the Edison. I had a given away an Edison Menlo on Instagram. Oh, yeah. One, which of, Menlo? one of my pens. The um, it's just it's a Menlo that I had uh, custom made from mm. uh, from Brian. It's mm-hmm. a, it's one of the, the it's like the pump filler. They calls it the, okay. the ones that you move up and down. It's not the spring loaded one. It's the it's the one that you move up and down by yourself. You the kind of like pull and push it mm-hmm. um the yeah so like eventually at a certain point that one just kind of it, it, it like i didn't use it for its full extent with the ink capacity so especially with like doing it 30 inks in 30 days i kind of you know i fill pens partially i just get a little bit of ink in them i write with them for one day or whatever and then i flush them out but like this the menlo with the pump filler it just was such a pain to clean mm-hmm. all the time and then it was just such a huge incapacity that it was just like, I'm not really using this the way it's supposed to be used. Like, it's supposed to be a pen that you fill once a month and then just not worry about it. After right. That. Like, sure, sure. Keep writing with it and whatever. So so I just was like, that's, that's one that I could go. But instead of, like, trying to make money off of it or whatever... Um, I, I just decided, you know what, just let's let's give it away to somebody that, you know, could appreciate it on. And I just did it through the, you know, the pen community online. So that That's was cool. That was a, but that was but that was because, like, I got that from what you were saying, like, oh, you know, if I have pens that I'm just looking to get, you know, to give on to other people, that's that's a cool way to do it, because then you get other people really excited about, you know, writing and, and you could kind of share that with others. So. Yeah. What yeah. about what about the opposite? Do you have any pens that you were like, I don't know why I bought that. I sh- that, I shouldn't have bought that, or you no know, regret buying. I guess, I guess that's kind of a generic question to ask. But the reason why is because I'm actually looking through my Instagram and I remember. Do you remember the Aurora? I regret nothing. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Do you remember the Aurora? I think it was the '88 translucent green. So basically, it's just a demonstrator translucent clear pen with like a green piston knob, a green finial. Yes, the ones that the gemstone ones. I, I, I think they were they was uh it was like diopside green or, or something. Yeah, like that. yeah. Or, I re- I remember. Yeah, I, I was like so excited about that pen. I was so like happy that I got it. It was like over seven hundred dollars. 
And then when I got it, I'm like, huh, okay. <laughs> huh. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, it's really cool. You know, this is totally worth $700, I guess, you know. And I was just like, I, I couldn't really... I feel like when I got that pen, and I'm not saying it's a bad pen. It wrote wonderfully. It was a well-made pen. But what made that pen so freaking expensive? It's mm -hmm. clear plastic with, like, a green end and a green tip. It it was just a demonstrator. <laughs> I mean. That's, yeah. That, that I think you and a lot of other people felt the same way because I oh, that's all that I – that's all I saw for a while was just like that pen's just not selling as, you know, because you would think, oh, demonstrators are hot and plus this is Aurora and, you know, it's kind of like got a cool thing going on with the the throwing in the little splashes of green. But the but yeah, it's like when you compare it against other pens that are out there, they're just demonstrators that, you know, they, they sell for a lot less. It's like, what why bother? You know, yeah. it's just not. It's, that, it's way too overpriced. I used to have the Visconti Homo sapien Florentine Hills. And right. I remember that's another one that I bought from Dawn. And I remember mm. thinking to myself, man, that looks really, really nice. It's such a gorgeous pen. When I got it, I was like, oh, it, you know, it is gorgeous. It's really cool. You can see the ink. It was a thousand dollars. And now knowing what I know about pens and stuff like that, it's a thousand dollars just because it's a thousand dollars, right? The markup on that fucker must have been like, like I don't know. How much do you think it would cost to make the Florentine Hills? Two hundred bucks, maybe at most. I don't know. I and, don't know. Depends. Because that also is just another demonstrator, right? Mm -hmm. And well, yeah, it's like it's like got some it's it is acrylic like it's got the swirlies going through it it's got the double reservoir piston i don't uh, not piston the vacuum system i don't know if that was but acrylic i think it was i'm pretty sure or they call it acryloid where it's just like yeah it, it had they want to say it's combining celluloid and acrylic but uh, it's just really I, acrylic. i i gotta tell you i'm not sure what that was the florentine hills i'm not sure what material that was i'm pretty sure it wasn't acrylic it felt too waxy to be acrylic mm -hmm. you know what i mean like acrylic almost feels like glassy in a way i feel like the homo sapien florentine hills I don't think it was acrylic. And as as a matter of fact, there is there is a term that I researched and found called crazing. Have you ever heard of that? So basically, crazing. yeah, the the inside surface of the Visconti Homo sapien Florentine Hills started developing like these spider web cracks. Now the cracks didn't go straight through the entire thickness of the material, but it was just on the surface and it just didn't look good. So I, I remember I had to send it in. And when I sent it in, they they had another barrel. They just replaced the barrel and sent the pen back. It took almost six months. Wow. Yeah. And then when I got it back, I felt like, you know what? Maybe I'm just going to sell this pen. And I ended up selling it. I don't regret having sold that pen. I kind of. No regrets. Yeah. I kind of. I kind of why does that make me want to laugh? No regrets. What movie was no that regrets. from? What movie was that, that from? That was from uh, Meet the. Meet the. What's the name? That's the last name of the. It's it's the one with um, 
uh, Jennifer Aniston's in it. Um, we're the Millers. We're the Millers. That's it. Yeah. Oh, she was I, so I was saying hot meet the, movie. but like, yeah, we're the Millers. Yeah. That's, that's where it's from. Where you, the, they meet the, the kid with the tattoo and it says, no regret. No, no regrets. Re- no regrets. No regrets. Something yeah. like that. He's like, you sure? You sure? Not one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's it. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't regret. I, I regret having got that pen because it was so much money. But mm-hmm. otherwise, like the real Homo sapiens, the, whatchamacallits. Lava? The lava ones. The, uh, I I don't regret. Yeah. I definitely don't. Those are awesome. Actually, I just sent out my magma. I just sent it out to to JJ. Josh JJ Lax, JJ Lax today. So he's gonna work on it. I'm gonna get it nice. back, and then we're gonna have him on the show. And I'm gonna on the show when we have him for part three of the JJ Lax. I'm gonna go over how it is with him on the show. Oh wow! Yeah. So if he this is, so this is what I think of your work. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So if he fucks it up, it's going to be a very oh, awkward man. episode. Oh, boy. Yeah. I can't wait for that. Yep, yep. I think... Dude, I'll tell you what kind of is on the borderline for me about something that I had regret. I actually ended up getting rid of... Not getting rid of, but I, I sold this pen eventually. Uh, was, believe it or not, I'm probably going to get some people that may may not like this, this response here, but... The, the Franklin Christoph 65 that I had, I had a Stabilis 65 in the antique glass. That's the Coke bottle one? Glass. Yeah, the Coke bottle one's all the rage, but like it did not live up to my expectations of what I saw online. Ooh. And, uh, and what really, first things first is that, okay, I get it. It's a it's a pen that's not actually make made out of a Coke bottle, mm-hmm. but it seemed more substantial when you see it on pictures online than you when you actually feel it in your hand you're like okay this is a resin pen there's Mm -hmm. really not that much weight to it and i really love the fact that it had that facet built into it because i had the stabilis model where it's a facet so that you could just rest it doesn't have a clip so it just needs a kind of a way to not roll off the table Mm -hmm. which that facet does well for it but what really rubbed me the wrong way about this pen was that when you had the converter installed and that you didn't like grease the threads to eyedropper it Mm -hmm. is that anytime that you would take the cap off and you know me, I'm not the type that screws their caps on so rock solidly tight that I have to get them off. But yet I kept capping the pen tight enough that every time I wanted to use the pen, I would unscrew the barrel from the grip section Mm, Yeah, and and the pen and the pen would be still in the cap. Right. And this is just, just, that was just to me was not something I wanted to deal with. Like, I just was like, why should this be happening? I love the fact that the threads on the pen itself were at the forward end. But if they're not going to work so that I could actually uncap the pen every time the way that it's supposed to, then it's really not serving much of a purpose other than just kind of looking neat and not being in the way of my fingers. Yeah, it's, just, it's kind of frustrating me more than anything else. So that one, that one really did not stay too long. I bought that because it was like I got a lottery, so I felt really special. Mm-hmm. As it, they don't make that many of them, so it was like, oh, there's a lottery open. Oh, you're in the lottery. You could buy the pen now. And I was like, okay, add to cart. Let's mm-hmm. check out. And I was like, I was like, super cool. I'm part of the cool kids now. I have a Franken Kristoff, and I got it. And I was just like, eh, hmm. eh. I know I know a lot of people are big fans of them and and okay, I get it, but I just was not that impressed. 
with that particular so, pen. With that particular pen, yeah. yeah. I mean, I like Franklin Kristoff. I have a Franklin Kristoff that was a gold spot exclusive, the Bermuda Blue. Do you remember mm-hmm. which model that was? I think it was the... That was an O2. O2. I really like that it's one. But that one also, if you have... If you had an issue with the Coke bottle one, you'll have the same issue with the O2 because what ends up happening is that being the threads that are at the front, if the cap is screwed on as tight or tighter than the section is screwed onto the barrel, you'll unjust, you'll just unscrew the section from the barrel. Mm-hmm. So that happens. So in order to mitigate that, I don't use the silicone grease thing. I just tighten the section onto the barrel. And then when I cap and uncap, I don't tighten it as much because I've also had, as you know, a problem with like over tightening caps to the point where I remember I I keep thinking of the red tank brewing place. What was that? That the place, the red tank. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, you're, you're like under your breath. You're like, every time I hand you a pen, I can't open it. Jesus. (laughs) (laughs) And then, like, a month later, I'm like, hey, dude, uh, for some reason, this this pen cap, you know, it's just, I, 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 think, I think I broke a pen. And you're like, hey, man, listen, I love you, but you have a problem. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I heard that. And we need to have an intervention. Right, but I heard <laughs> you that. With you having your pens. And ever since then, I did not over-tighten. Like, now, every pen I have, I just tighten it, like you can see. I'll just tighten it until... It just about stops, and that's it. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. I'm not going to double fist it and tighten it to the point where you have to be King Arthur pulling Excalibur mm-hmm. out of the fucking stone. Is that the right reference? Yeah. Yes, yes. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. But, yeah, the so, like, knowing that you over-tighten things and that I feel like I tighten things the way that – Normal like, people should do it. Normal people might. Mm-hmm. That that like even I was coming across that issue with the cap just consuming the rest of the section of the the pen when you unscrewed it. Mm-hmm. So I was just like, ah, you know, I just that one for me particularly was not. I mean, I had it for a while, and I did like the nib, and it was cool when you did eyedropper it because mm-hmm. that it did look really cool with the whole entire barrel full of fill ink and the antique glass effect look pretty cool with it too sure uh you know so it, it was cool in that aspect but it just really wasn't something that i was into and i'm also looking at another one too what's that and it wasn't the fault it wasn't the fault of the pen itself it was more of the fault of my nib choice is that i don't like the pilot vanishing point 1.0 stub why is that i don't like it because it's not like the Yovo 1.1 stub where it's pleasurable to write with, like as a regular writing nib, Mm -hmm. it's very persnickety on like what angle that you write with it. And it's like, and it's also a lot scratchier. Mm. So so I bought, when you say scratchy, are you saying toothier or is it like scratchy in terms of like, like scratchy is a tough, you got to be careful when you say scratchy because scratchy, it's it's very hard edged for, for a stub. Even though it's a stub, it acts more like an italic where it's like very hard, hard edged on the side. So not only is it very particular about how you angle it to get like a nice even stroke, but like if you're slightly off, if you roll your hand just slightly off, you're going to get like that harder edge of where they instead of like smoothing it out like a normal stub would where it kind of like smooths the corners. Like I feel like their edge on their stub nibs are sharper. Right. So So like you would just 
definitely catch it a little bit more. So you're saying that I think there might be people that don't know the difference between stub and italic. Can you explain the differences between the stub and italic? You kind of just did, but. Well, like in the, in the case of anything that's a gold nib, so like the so the vanishing points got an 18 karat gold nib, they'll put tipping material on it and they will cut it with a with an italic nib. They would just cut it like as if you could imagine the tip would be a rectangle mm-hmm. and and the edges of the rectangle will be more like like 90 degree angles versus like a rounded sort of like a stub will be rounded on mm-hmm. the edges. Okay. So that's so that's more comfortable the the experience is going to be more comfortable right with it's going to be a little bit more forgiving if you roll your hand a little bit so that the angles don't really matter as much but you're not going to get as much line variation as with an italic an italic you're going to get more of a drastic line variation of the downstroke versus the horizontal because it's cut more severely on the on the edges Mm -hmm. but at the same time it's going to give you a lot more feedback so like you're going to feel that scritchiness or that scratchiness and then also you're you, if you angle it if you kind of write like at a at a weird angle that the pen's not meant to write in then you're going to feel a whole heck of a lot of scratchiness mm. and it's not going to be fun at all like you're going to see like skipping and stuff like that but like that's why you have to be a little bit more mindful of those italics and that's why I kind of feel like they're the pilot vanishing points more like on the italic part of the spectrum rather than more on the 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 stub if it was if it was like a yovo 1.1 stub i probably would have liked that pen a lot more but it's really the the pilot stubs not like that Mm. it's a little different why don't you send that over to jj lax and have him smooth out the edges i'm just looking i'm looking at my past and that 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 one's that one's been gone for a while oh okay that one's gone by the wayside oh um but yeah that's but like i love like you know, pilot vanishing point this, those nibs are seriously nice especially the smoother let's say the, the fine medium and broad extra fine I'm not too much of a fan of because it's just very thin and has a lot of feedback but fine medium and broad's really nice mm. that's that's pretty cool so just to recap an italic nib has perfectly squared edges at the tip whereas a stub nib it has a flat top, but it has a softer edge at, on the sides, right? Well, it's cut. It's cut. Yeah. So, so instead of a round shape like a normal round nib would be, mm-hmm. it's just cut straight across so that you could envision like a rectangle, but it's more like a couch-looking rectangle where it's just like it's got rounded edges. Mm-hmm. Whereas an italic will just look completely like a rectangle with like with like a nine with like ninety-degree edges. Gotcha. Okay. I I see. Hmm, that's interesting. So do the italic nibs or stub nibs, they don't have tipping material, right? I don't think they do. They do they do with gold nibs. With this with the stainless steel, they usually don't. So like if you look at a Yovo 1.1 stub, a Yovo 1.1 stub won't have any tipping material on it. But if it's, okay. it's if it's 14 karat gold, they will put tipping material on it. I see. I don't think I've ever seen a stub nib or an italic nib with tipping material i don't think i've seen a 14 karat gold stub or italic nib actually to be honest yeah i don't need i don't even know what does a stub nib with tipping material look like even and i I got i I got two three of them myself oh yeah hold it up let me see this this small this small ball has it with the with the tipping materials this is a stub nib oh can you turn it around today can you turn it around so i can see the underside of it 
Can you back up a little bit? It's just know. a little bit. I don't, oh, I see. Okay, wow. So it almost just looks like a really flat broad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, or bold. Which it could be like it could be like the equivalent of some people may look at it as like a double broad. Mm. You know, it's kind of like double broads can be like that too, where they're kind of stubbish in their quality. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. And then also, I have the um, I have the the Leonardo with that 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 Bach one point three stub is like oh the fourteen carat one point three stub is just it's just amazing mm. it, it it really it, it makes me very satisfied just talking about it <laughs> and just, yeah oh, so good yeah i mean yeah. that's cool man i like it i like that mont blanc that you have let me hold it up again let me take a look at that puppy that's the used one that you bought <laughs> that we talked about that's the only mont blanc that yes. you have yeah this is the 146 that i got from malaysia yeah that's a legit 146 too. That's a beautiful pen. Mm-hmm. And it's like yeah, remember it was like the first day. The first day I got it, you're like, oh, we gotta show it, show it up against the light so that you could see that if it's if it's red, that means it's you know the resin's legit. Yeah, you know, yeah. It's not a knockoff. Because there's so many knockoffs that you can buy. There's and some of these knockoffs are super well done too. Convincing. So yeah, they're really convincing. But you got to know the telltale signs of what's a knockoff and what's not a knockoff. So, oh, another pen that I don't have anymore that I guess I kind of regret getting rid of was the Davina Green and Brass or Bronze. Okay. You know that one? But I remember that one drove me crazy because the bronze, like, bars that went through. It just kept patinaing, and I don't want that. I didn't want that. But Mm. I think if I had it now, I could probably live with it. But I wish I didn't get rid of that one, you know? Hmm. Yeah. But I want everybody to write in. Tell me about some pens that you've come across in your journey that you had and let go that maybe you shouldn't have or maybe you feel like you're glad you did. Just, you know, share your experience with us because I'm actually really curious. Like like I gave away so many of the Esther books that I had because Brian Hulser had – given to me given them to me for reviews and stuff i've gave away i've given away the green ones i've given away the blue ones and the tortoiseshell ones and i really love those pens and it's not like oh i wish i still had them because i have others like the newer ones like the nova blue i have and mm-hmm. i have the gold rush that brown one right the brown and gold tim mckenzie one yes yeah right so i still have ones that I really like and stuff like that. So, but you know, I might, I might have to get another green one. I don't know. I don't know. I have to think about it. You know, gee, yeah, I kind of miss there's, there's one, uh, Omas Bologna. I used to have that was a, it was like a aqua de Bologna. It was a nice, beautiful blue turquoise had a white whirl going through. Oh, it. I remember that one. Yeah. Had like a nice 14 karat gold nib. That one, writes smooth as sin that one was just oh so good and it's a cartridge converter too which was kind of rare for omas usually didn't do cartridge converter pens mm-hmm. and they did the, that one was phenomenal but i just at, at a certain point i was just like uh oh, you know just didn't really just didn't really do it for me anymore no i mean but, i hear you, you know. hey you know what's yeah. on its way to me right now i just scrolled past a picture of ryan krusak you know what's on its way to me right now oh that one with ellie's tattoo yeah Oh that my one god, sick. dude! I, it just came out better. We have we have Ryan on at the same time, and you could critique his work too. Yeah, 
Did yeah. he finally get internet? <laughs> <laughs> That's right. He's still using DSL or dial up, right? Or something crazy like that. Yeah, but that that pen is on its way. I can't wait to get it. It's like the second he sends me any tracking information, for sure, I'm going to be tracking it refresh. every like refresh. 10 seconds. Refresh, 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 <laughs> refresh. You know, I remember one time somebody was like, dude, stop checking the tracking. It's not a pizza. It's not going to be here in 30 minutes. Like, relax. But they don't know. They don't know the obsession that is fountain pens. They just don't get it, you know? Mm-hmm. So, but listen, write into pentertainmentpodcast at gmail.com. I want to know if everybody gave away pens or sold pens or got rid of pens and regret it, or if you don't. I would love to hear from you guys, and I do want to read your emails. I think we should do some of that next week. What do you think, Tom? Read some emails. Yeah, I think that's it's due. Yeah. Um, because, yeah, because we do have a backlog of, of many uh, – emails that have been sent and questions and things like that so yeah kind of cool to yeah let's do let's that. do a mailbag next week where we answer questions and read emails how's that sound to you let's dive deep into that sack and pull out some letters <laughs> you a lot of i thought who was it that made me laugh a lot of uh i i a comment on youtube that just made me laugh like crazy a lot of i, I can't remember a, a lot of scrotal verbiage coming from you yeah. i remember because i was i was doing like reviews on the lami and they had one called the eunuch i'm like what the hell right so then this mm-hmm. guy i think it was i can't remember who it was it's he wrote a comment a lot of scrotal verbiage in the last couple of reviews not complaining <laughs> i'm not complaining yeah, i think i sent him a pen for that because it literally had me laughing in public like a crazy donkey with asthma you know i like mm-hmm. that line a, a donkey with asthma but yeah, so it was just hilarious, and yeah, this week, Tom, coming from you, a lot of scrotal verbiage. I guess so. Yeah, it's more than my usual quote. I guess I'm trying to look to get uh, trying to get to... myself canned. Right, you're gonna get yourself in trouble. Hey, did you have any alcohol yeah. during this week's episode? I feel like you had a no, few... no. Did you I pre-game? Just had, I just had my water. Oh, really? Um, although, although we just we definitely do have to read that one fire, Tom, that I sent you. Oh yeah, I just, yeah, I yeah. Read that. Yeah, because this is like this is like on a whole other level of epic right here. Right. This was uh, this was from Sean F. What did he? And, what did Sean get though? Can we talk about that? Do you think that's? Oh, uh, you know what? I, I just was so blown away by the comment. I didn't even look at what the order was. It could have been for could have been for like refills. For all I know, I just was like enamored with this comment. Right. Um. So it reads this. It's a poem. So let's let's read this in poetic fashion. What would it take? To hashtag fire Tom to make him go away. I would take anyone to any prom, any ransom I would pay. Twisby's <laughs> out to get narwhal, Mont Blanc's relabeling ink, Pelican prices different for all, and I have ink stains in my sink. For all these things and more, someone should really pay for the good of your online store. Hashtag fire Tom today. <laughs> but in truth, he's a great guy. So if you choose to let him go, instead of saying goodbye, could you hire Tom, you know? So that was awesome. That was poetry. Can that you was that awesome. that was really good. And I was thinking to myself after I read that, I'm like, that was fantastic. Can you imagine if someone wrote in such like a well written poem but was serious? Right? They're not <laughs> like they were really mad, so they just had to try to get you fired in rhyme and they were just legit <laughs> trying to get you fired right 
I would. I, I Listen, would have been like you guys have not listened to us so far, but <laughs> so we have to take extreme lengths to get noticed here. Right, right. I mean, that was that was a fantastic one. So just for everybody, if you're listening and you don't know the deal, which you probably already do, if you order from Gold Spot, <laughs> one, use my affiliate link. Two, don't forget to use coupon code Roy at checkout. You might be able to score some serious savings. And three, throw in a hashtag t- Fire Tom comment. In the notes of the order, and Tom will send you a free sticker, and we'll read it on the podcast because a lot of them are just hilarious. Wasn't there one that, like, a guy said, like, oh, my wife just had a baby, has Tom's goatee, fire Tom? Yeah, (laughs) that was a while ago. (laughs) I'm like, holy shit. (laughs) I love this guy. (laughs) But anyway, yeah, write in pentertainmentpodcast at gmail.com with your experiences with fountain pens that you put away or didn't put away, if you regret getting rid of them or not, and... Next week, we're going to do some mailbag stuff, so please write in. We're looking forward to hearing from you, and thanks again for listening. Love you guys. Be well. Be safe. Stay in.